Hello, my name is Ian. I'm here with the Big Blue Podcast, featuring me and my friend Jeff. I've been a Giants fan since day one, and I just really wanted to make a, a podcast talking about football, the Giants, and really just so I can get all my anger out at how bad my football team is. So I'm here with my friend uh, Jeff. Jeff, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Jeff, um, or Jeffrey, depends on who you're talking to. Um, I'm in a Packers fan, uh, ride or die, you know, go Pack Go. Luckily, we haven't had the same uh, bad years as the Giants. Um, but, yeah, I'm very passionate. I play football as well, so this should be interesting. All right. So, essentially, throughout, we're going to try to do a 30, 40-minute podcast today, see how it goes. We're going to go through um, abundance of different topics. But first off, let's start at the start of the week, chronological order. Let's get into it. Giants versus Eagles. Jeff? How did you feel after that game? So I thought the narrative, the story was really the Giants choking. Um, I believe, in my opinion, that uh, Evan Ingram making that catch kind of spiraled it downwards from there. Um, it just led to a bunch of third and outs and, you know, letting the Eagles get the ball back with some time left on the clock. So like, not I a good, not a good. So, Thank when I was watching that game, I'm just going to give you the scoop. Giants, 21-10, 4 minutes, 50 seconds left. No way we can lose this. The Giants are not losing this. The Giants don't know how to win, but still, we haven't won in Philly in seven years. Seven years. I'm like, it's going to happen. We're going to win. It's going to happen. And then, they score. They drive down the field. They, they shred us. I mean, absolutely shred us. They are down at the 10. Bam, touchdown. Now it's 21-16. They missed the two-point conversion. Things are looking up. The Giants yeah. drive down the field and take off so much clock. Then, third down. All we have to do is throw this easy pass over. Daniel Jones threw a beautiful pass, a vertical route on the left side of the field, to Evan Ingram, who is wide open. And you know what Evan Ingram does? Ball right through his hands. That was the moment I knew the Giants were the Giants, and everything was over. I personally thought that this game was very sloppy for both offense and defense. Both teams um, just had a bunch of drops with the receivers. Carson Wentz actually looked decent. Um, Daniel Jones It was Daniel Jones, twenty for thirty, one hundred eighty-seven yards. Don't forget that. Huh? He had an eighty-yard rush. rush. Oh yeah, that eighty-yard rush. Twenty-one miles per hour. Hey, that's faster than Lamar Jackson on the year. So no, that's faster than Lamar's ever been clocked. Isn't that insane? Oh, well, I know. So, you know. It's crazy. A little He's just interesting not agile there. enough to be put in that category. Well, I I don't even know what to say. Like, that it, Carson Wentz to Boston Scott was just beautiful. That was the best pass of the night. I mean, we could argue there was a holding on that play, too, but we could have a different discussion, you know. Yeah, that's that's a whole different discussion. I thought there was holding as well because as an old lineman, but um, I'm not gonna call it because mm-hmm. you know I would hate it if uh, Brock was gonna call a holding on that play. Um, so, I'm sorry for interrupting, but how do nah. you feel about the ghost of Eli that tackled Daniel Jones? How are we feeling about that? You know, that's just one thing to say that. Uh, Eli still looms over the Giants. I would um, say the legend himself is really just still there. I mean, he's alive. He's not dead, but he'll never die in the Giants organization. He'll be like he could, he'll be 200 years, actually, a long time from now. 
Hope this will be very much part of the Giants organization. Hey, man, he won you two rings. All right, so I think we should finish discussing about the game, which leads us into our next topic. Why are the Giants so bad? What causes this catastrophic failure of a football organization? Because I have my things to say, but what does Jeff have to say? From an outside perspective, um, I think it's the O-line. The O-line just doesn't look good on offense. Well, Andrew Thomas, number four pick, has been dreadful. Jeff, you, you're a big guy. You could go and you could play better line work than Andrew Thomas. I, I I don't even think, like, personally as a O lineman, Andrew Thomas wasn't the best pick. I thought, for my opinion, uh, Jedrick Willis out of um, Alabama was a better pick. Um, But I do see why they picked him. He's still very good for a rookie. No, he's not. No, no, he's not. He he just is. Do an Andrew Thomas Google search right now. He's been, like, bottom five ranked left tackle in the whole NFL. The real original reason the Giants were going to um, pick him up was because he wouldn't he didn't have the highest potential, but he was supposed to be solid right out the gate. So if we were going to try to compete, he'd be ready day one. But the problem is he wasn't. Turns out he's struggling really bad. That's unfortunate because I don't want to cheer against our new draft pick, right? So, for, for me, he's played um, 401 offensive snaps, which is 32nd in the league, and he has a PFF grade of 58.3. Now, I'm saying that's terrible compared to some other really good left tackles. Like, for example, David Bakhtiari has, like, 86 on the year. Um, so, very it's, – it's not good, but it definitely just shows you that he has to make that next – Step to be Absolutely. better, um, but I think what kind of hurts as well is um, don't I didn't want to say it to you, but Daniel Jones' uh, pocket awareness is oh, absolutely horrific. garbage. Absolutely it's it's absolutely garbage. And you know the worst he, part about Daniel is when he eyes down receivers, he's staring at them the whole play. If I'm if I'm Daniel Jones and you're the receiver, I'm eyeing you eye-to-eye the whole entire play. So the, the defenders, they know exactly where the ball is going every play. It's kind of insane. It's, he doesn't look, yeah, doesn't look down the safeties. He doesn't you know, do anything to the right. corners to make them like, think otherwise. Um, his hips are not like even showing anything. Um, so it's just like, I'm, if I were to play cornerback, I'd be like, oh, cool, i just going to follow him. Right. Which bothers me as a fan of the of the game. Mm-hmm. Um but I I mean Daniel Jones, man, oh my god. Yeah, he is not exactly playing amazing football. And here's the thing. The reason the, the problem with the whole Giants organization is Dave Gettleman. The the team he's put together and the decisions he's made, like when he first signed Odell and he was like, We didn't sign him to trade him give him the biggest wide receiver contract, now he's still on their payroll. Or you can talk about how he drafted Daniel Jones at the six when he could have easily picked him, or at least traded back five to six picks if he wanted Daniel Jones. And that's cool. Daniel Jones is good. But the decision to pick Daniel Jones at six is not smart in any capacity. And honestly, he probably could have fell to 17, which we also had, from another bad trade, which is the Odell trade. So 
It's I really am gonna put that one on Dave Gettleman. All right, I think we've had enough Giants talk. They suck. Fire Dave Gettleman. Let's start talking about your team, Jeff. How are we feeling about the pack? Uh, so there was a lot of good things after the Tampa Bay embarrassment. Um, that I just want to say. First of all, Devontae Adams looks like the threat that we were thinking he was going to be throughout the whole entire Wait, year. Can I just say something about Devontae Adams? So I have a fantasy league. It's a no-money fantasy league. It's like a really backup league. I have Devontae Adams in that team. I didn't start him because I I don't check that team. And I, <laughs> and, I, and I go look at the app. I'm like, oh, let me check. It's like a, my fourth league. And I'm looking at him like... Come on. Like, come on. Like. <laughs> so I just, I just want to talk about that. All right. Continue. Yeah. Um, Devonta Adams just played lights out, you know, um, 13 receptions for 196 yards, and two touchdowns, um, a lot of, um, great plays, seven for 12 on third downs and all of them coming to Devonte, just making everything happen. Right. Um, I thought Aaron Rodgers looked very well, uh, or very good against, uh, a bad team. Texans team defense, yeah, yeah like With like one good player on the defense. Actually, there's more than one, but it's not a well, good team. Well, I would I would say the reason why he looked better is because our offensive line being so banged up. Like we didn't have David Bakhtiari starting. We had to move Billy Turner to left tackle, Rick Wagner to right tackle. Um, find it, and we've kind of just figured it out, and we contained JJ Watt, which was surprising to say the least. He didn't have a sack in the game, which was awesome to see. Um, But we just need to make that next step up to go to Tampa because we're going to be competing with Tampa. You know who's playing Tampa this week? The Giants. We're going to get ass blasted. But at the same time, (laughs) we're going to win because I'm a Giants fan and we're going to win. That's how it's going to go. We are going to win. I'm telling you. That's how it is going to be. I don't. I don't even know what to say, man. I I was looking at the the Bucks Packers game, and mm-hmm. we destroyed them this first quarter. The first quarter we were man, like it was they ran man. We just did a mesh combination or a mesh play the f- over and over again. That was the first time I've seen Aaron Rodgers look shook, shooketh. Like I've seen him a couple times, but he in the second quarter, right before halftime, when they showed him on the TV, I was like. Is he okay? Did something happen to his family? Like, he looked screwed up. The the amount of pressure he was getting with, um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense with an eight-man pressure. Mm -hmm. Like, they blitzed two guys, another two guys off the edge. Right. Even after the five that was already there. And then they even blitzed another guy up the middle again. So you're just basically putting, like, three people into coverage, and they it just worked. It just – in Aaron Rodgers is just like, ah, I had to get the ball out. Um, and, yeah, I was I was disappointed, to say the least, that we couldn't get that win, but I feel like we kind of looked up. This week must have been a much better feeling as a Packers fan. I felt like you could – after the game, you could turn off your television, you could sit down and just smile. Just a good game. It, it was not really for really? me. It was more like we were supposed to win this game. Right. But you got a show out of it. And we got a show out of it. Like, I mean, Jamal, 
by the way, the next man up mentality in Green Bay is there. Um, right. Jamal Williams stepping up for Aaron Jones, which he like dominated that game. Right. Um, Absolutely. So I was just impressed overall. Um, and the thing is, I was going to ask you this topic, but I, I think I wrote it wrong on my sheet after we talked about the Giants. Do you think Thursday night football should exist? Oh, we're going, we're going there. Uh, yeah, because I have some opinions. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it shouldn't, personally. Nah, I mean, it's great. Um, I love it. I personally, as a viewer, I think it's one of the best parts, things the NFL has. Now, if I was a player, I'd despise Roger Goodell even more than the fans do. I mean, like, for, for me, seeing how prepared an offense or defenses on this shortened week is kind of like that make it or break it week to see like how good and how locked in you were. However, as a player, I must hate it because you're on this short week. You don't get any rest, you know, um, especially after, after you a do tough kind of get a bye week after your Thursday night game though. And the giants are going to play from Thursday and now they're playing Monday night next week. So they got like, an extended period of time to gap. So if they better show up looking nice against the Bucks. They're, they sh- they're still probably going to lose, but I'm never going to cheer for my team to lose, and I think they can come through. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, you have Monday Night Football. Which I like. You have, that can stay. I love. That That can stay. That, my friends, is an actual Now that Booker's good. gone, I can watch it all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, For some yes. reason, my dad, he just loves Booger. Every time he comes on the screen, he's like, that's my guy, Booger. And I'm just like, oh, man, what is wrong with uh, what, what the What the heck, man? All right. All right. Um, do you want to flow into the next thing? Or do you wanna... Yeah, let's, let's go into the next thing. All right, thing. let's talk about the games on Sunday. Because there's a few I wanted to talk about specifically. How do you feel about Steven Gostowski? How do you think he's feeling after missing that kick? Because I can tell you what he's probably feeling. I think the Giants made a good decision taking Graham Gano over him in free agency. Let me tell you that. I actually thought um, Graham Gano is a better signing anyways. Um, right, but I wasn't too sure about it. I was like, because, you know, that's a Super Bowl winning kicker we're talking about. And st- like, we were talking about a guy who's kicked in six or nine, to- nine of Tom Brady's Super Bowls. Like, we're talking about... A true, a very true beast with the foot. I don't know if that sounded weird or anything, but he's he's truly nice at kicking. I I don't even think like Stefan Gostowski, man, just makes me want to go like you're so good for so many years, right. and now you just just stop. like Vinatieri, how Vinatieri fell off last year. It was so sad. Yeah, he, no, he I think also. I think Vinatieri is just going to be going down as the GOAT picker. Um, I mean, is there an argument to that? Yeah, there is no argument to that. I I just Um, had to make sure. No, uh, I was just going to say, like, Gostowski is probably going to be a guy who's like, oh, yeah, he's been to many Super Bowl appearances, but that wasn't because of him. Like, Vinatieri actually made a lot of clutch field goals for the Patriots. Absolutely. I mean... Um, how do you feel about the Patriots, the, the actual Patriots, this current team, getting blown out by the second-string 49ers? I expected it to happen. 
I did. Um, well, I thought they were going to lose too, but I didn't think they were going to lose 33-6 to and, and Cam Newton's job is now in jeopardy. That's not how I expected the game to end. I think after Cam got COVID, he fell, um, off. He fell off. I kind of um, feel bad, to be honest. I don't think it's even Cam's fault. Um, because he doesn't have a wide receiver to throw it to in the first place. Like, Jeff, place. again, put the pads on. You'd be a better wide receiver than half the guys he's throwing to. I, I, I mean, I don't want to put the pads on for the Pats team because I dislike Bill Belichick because of how good he is. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, Bill Belichick, legendary Giants coach. Just want to point that out. Yeah, uh, he was really good for the Giants as well. Very good. Eighty-six um, champions, one of the greatest championships ever. Um, Wait, okay. I don't want to bring you too off track, but did you hear about another scoregami game this week in the NFL? Another scoregami game with the game. Chargers and the Jaguars, thirty-nine twenty-nine final. Which is oh. Never happened oh. before. New scoregami. Nice. Wow. Yeah, um, I like it. Do you, do um, you follow the scoregami guy on Twitter? It's the best account on the app. I do not. Um, however, I know what scoregami is. So. All right, that's good. Cool. Um, it is really a cool concept. I look. If we're gonna. Um, if we're going to be talking about the past game, I thought the 49ers were going to win. I thought since Cam, they don't run the QB sneak anymore, it's going to have a harder time to even I mean, he's not as any... good a running quarterback as Daniel Jones. No, but he's certainly that down power back that oh, you see there. Like, I would feel confident hand, handing the ball off to Cam Newton just as much as most running backs in the NFL. Like, he is a monster. Jeff, he's like your height. But he's got like a Saquon Barkley build. Okay, that's yeah, a stretch. No. Without the squ- without the quads, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I definitely get what you're saying, and I just. By the way, the viewer, he's six foot five, four, six foot five. He's six foot five. Two he's six foot five, two sixty. Whenever I mention his height, which will happen a lot, I'll put that in comparison for you. Six foot five, two sixty. Don't forget that. Um. Yeah, no, I just that's all I can say really. It's just complete dominance by the 49ers. All right, I want to make sure we don't forget any games, so I'm just gonna kind of look through them. How do you feel about the cowboy? I mean, the cowgirls getting blown out by the Washington football team? Because <laughs> let me tell you, you know, like when Joker's like that puts a smile on my face. Because that put a smile on my face. I'm telling you, I was so happy. <laughs> It's a little cringy, not gonna lie, but um, definitely fitting. Uh, oh, cringy, Jeff. Want to go there? A little cringy, uh, you know, because you did the whole animation with it. Um, but uh, I believe the Cowboys just don't seem to be working with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy was an air raid offense, and that's why he was. Well, he worked with us because we had Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. I guess third-string quarterbacks really don't work with, with coaches like him. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Um, and I also believe that the Washington defense is a good defense when you're playing 
any team that's going to throw the ball right that much. Like if the Cowboys handed it off to Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, um, I thought it would have been a whole different game. Mm-hmm. Um, they did they did give him the attempts, but that O line is just terrible. And did you see the clip of him getting fucked over? Like Absolutely, he, I loved it. I loved every second of that clip. Made me. I'll do the Joker thing again. Put a smile. Wait, are you talking? Are you... Oh, okay. I thought your mic wasn't working. No, I, I'm talking now. Can you hear right. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Let's, let's let's shuffle over to the Saints and the Panthers. How'd you feel about that 65-yard attempt that nearly went in? Because I was in shock. I was like, if the, I just watched the record because I watched the last record breaker with Matt Prater at halftime. If they could break it again, I would have been like, whew. I, I don't even know what to say really because I thought. This shouldn't have been a close game. This just shouldn't. Um, however, it was uh, because the Maybe some good entertainment. The Pan- the Panthers have a surprisingly good wide receiver core win with Teddy Bridgewater commanding them. It's um, nice. I like it. He's good. It's just it's and Matt Rule seems to be kind of like worse than Joe Judge. Don't say that, but it sounds yeah. It's it's <laughs> almost yeah. Um, I actually like Joe Judge. I think he's getting way too bad of a rep. That that's a whole other thing. We'll discuss that some other time, like maybe next week. I <laughs> I personally think though Matt Rule has kind of figured it out, even without Christian McCaffrey as a focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, with Christian McCaffrey entering in these next two weeks, um, I think this will be a different, or this would be a different game. Um, you know, because Christian McCaffrey enters that receiving core, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I can run these kinds of plays now, right? And it just opens up the field so much more. I believe he's coming back this week, right? Yeah, he just he's returned to practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, um, how'd you feel about the Jets and them having a lead over the Bills, and then bam, game over. They they scored five yards of offense in the second half. I mean, credit to the Bills for just figuring it out, like, this figuring is what we need. Which Josh. is a surprising thing. Um, Josh Allen didn't even throw for a touchdown. Yeah. Like, I... I against even, the Jets. I mean, they could put you in, you could throw a touchdown. I mean... I don't even understand I, what's going I don't even going. want to make fun of them. The Jets are actually – they're an NFL team. And you know what pisses me off more than anything? Mm. When people say that a college team could beat the Giants, the Jets, listen, they might be able to put up a fight. They're not being an NFL team. Those are NFL teams, like through and through. Right. Yeah, no, um, I will say, though, that – yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, they just do look like an embarrassment um, to for an NFL team, but they're still NFL players and they, they deserve. deserve yeah. Um, Browns Bengals. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, you continue. You continue. I, I was just gonna say real quick that Josh Allen, the first four weeks looks great, and then now he's out. I that still MVP think he looks race. good. To be honest with you, thirty for. 30 for 43 attempts, or 30 completions for 43 attempts, 370 yards. Yeah, 370 yards, no joke. Like, 
He's low-key putting up a sleeper MVP campaign. Him and Tom Brady are the sleeper MVPs, in my opinion. I disagree with you. I think MVP Tom Brady is actually coming into effect. But before this week, it wasn't in effect. It was this game against the Raiders with the five touchdowns. Or four, I don't remember which it was. It was four. That really changes everything. Yeah, no. Which, actually, because I just mentioned it, let's phase into that game. Because that has some implications in the NFC. How do you feel about the Buccaneers winning that game in Vegas at that new stadium against a very decent Raiders team? I don't even I don't even think Tom Brady Tom Brady's putting up MVP numbers. And it personally it personally makes me sad to see that happen, but um, I'm, I'm not surprised, especially with the receiving core that he has and with the running backs that he has. Um, defense is also playing amazing. You know, Devin White had three sacks on the game. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. with a pick, um, kind of just shifting all that momentum because it was a close game for a while, as we um, saw in the third quarter, and then just got absolutely blown out in the fourth quarter. 21 points to three points. Just utter, like, ugh. All right, and I'm going to, after that, we're going to phase into the Jags and the Chargers. Did you watch that game or not, really? Because we can just kind of. I actually watched a lot of the highlights. I. What was your scoop? Because I was really just watching Red Zone throughout the day because I had no Giants game to watch. So it was a good day. I got to see a lot of great football. Four so, games in the la- going to the last minute at the same time. Pretty amazing. So, I'm just going to say one thing right now. Everybody doubted Justin Herbert coming out of college. Including your boy. Including Ian. No, um, I-, I didn't disrespect him. Your boy. Oh, yeah. No, my boy. Yeah. No. Your Chargers fan friend. If you're yeah. watching this, I appreciate you. If you're not, well, whatever. Um, yeah. He said that he sucks. Um, he didn't even look good. Yeah, he's um, like, two is better said... than two is... And next year, he's like, Lawrence... He's like, Fields is better than Lawrence. Lawrence is going to be so bad. I'm not going to take Frankie's quarterback opinion seriously. I just named. I don't. Dropped. I don't even. I don't even know what to say, really. Yeah, um, I, I just name-dropped. Sorry. Whoops. Um, Justin Herbert just, I think, is taking that M- or that Rookie of the Year offensive or offensive Rookie of the Year just by the handles and just running away with it because he is playing lights out. He can throw that deep ball more accurately than like any other guy. And against the Saints, he did this rollout, throwing it in that tight spot on that sideline for a touchdown. Yeah, which was insane that is some next level talent right there um and i just can't believe that the oregon justin herbert that we know and the chargers justin herbert that we know two completely Wait, different you're guys an oregon fan. this makes you so happy to see i assume oh yeah i personally thought justin herbert would have been a lot better if they opened up the deep ball more and they instead they threw it so much more horizontally justin herbert can throw it deep and i thought if they did that they would have won a lot more games you want the giants to get herbert i remember that you want the giants to pick up Herbert. i was like please get herbert you're gonna have such a good time i like jones a little better currently i think jones once he gets a decent pieces around him you'll see you'll see all right 
Yeah. I want to talk to you about what I think is probably game of the season. We can have opinions. Seahawks, Cardinals, overtime game, down with 50 seconds left in overtime. With also arguably the best meme template of the whole year. DK Metcalf. The fucking DK Metcalf run to Boda Baker as he zipped down the field. How do you feel about that game? So, two things. First of all, I'm going to say that Russell Wilson, even though people still consider him to be the MVP candidate, not he did not game. well. No, no, no. Not a good game at he all. He some Eli Manning numbers with those picks. He, <laughs> um, he, he throwing, or him throwing three picks, um, like, Putting him on the year, what, at six interceptions? Six, which is still better than. It's only which one is less still than really Jones, good. Only one less than Daniel Jones. <laughs> but Daniel Jones only has five touchdowns. Yeah, no. So, um, throwing three picks, though, in that one game, and I just got to give, and that's just the first narrative, but the second narrative was Cardinals' defense just being super athletic, super fast, just covering up DK Metcalf, covering up Tyler Lock, or trying to cover up Tyler Lockett because, you know, he kind of went off. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was I, so, it was, uh, you continue, sorry. I was just going to say, uh, Buda Baker, um, the second, you just got to give the secondary a whole lot of credit. The My man, uh, Russell Wilson, which is getting sacked out there um, with the amount of, Pressure being caused by a terrible Cardinals defensive line. So and the Cardinals icing their own kicker. Yes, that was funny. That was very <laughs> funny. That was like, why? Imagine like, icing your own kicker, Jason Garrett. Oh wait. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. No. This is the game. Of the, this this is the game of the year so far. Like this oh. is. You know what I think? Warm my though. I really think a game that will be game of the year is the Giants and the Washington football team week nine. I think it's really going to really be a great game for the showing. I think the 49ers-Packers game is going to be a better game that week. A rematch? That's going to be a decent rematch. This this is also – that's also the week um, that they played last year, week nine, right after the bye week. Yeah. Luckily, we don't have a week. I'm excited for, like, late season, like – Playoff getting matchups now with three wild card spots. The end of the season is going to be so much more tense. I don't see. Uh, I don't see. I don't see any other NFC East teams so far make it. Um, sorry. Oh, I know. Um, We're just winning the division. That's all. Yeah. No. Right. Exactly. Still getting a, a home spot in the playoffs. What Wait, the heck? Did we talk about the Bengals and the Browns? I think it's the one game we need to touch up on so far. I mean, do we really need to touch on them? It was Let's a great game. Just about that ending. That the ending fact was that insane. Baker was leading game-winning drive shows that any team can do anything. That's all I gotta say. Because the Browns, yeah. I feel, are almost like the Giants. They can they can get a lead. The question is, can they hold the lead? Like when they played I, Dallas a couple weeks ago. They couldn't hold that lead. It's... I 100% agree with you because Joe Burrow is playing out of his mind. Like, he's doing great. It's just the defense can't seem to do anything. And I think personally, um, 
the that Bengals defense needs to be rebuilded. Um, yep. We're drafted a lot of new pieces next year. Uh, so kind of sucks to say that Joe Burrow is probably not going to have a winning season his first season. It's unfortunate, um, but you know it's just how you know it's just how it goes. How are you yeah. feeling about Bears and the Rams last night? With the Bears being embarrassed by the Rams, because I know how you feel. <laughs> I'm gonna give an unbiased take. I personally believe the Bears are still the real deal. Every team has every real good team has this happen to them at one point. They have their game of when they're embarrassed. Like I don't think the Bears are great by any means. But I don't think they're as they're not pretenders. I think they're still arguably the second best team in their division. They should get into the playoffs this year. They should. They're going to be a fine team. They're probably going to lose their first playoff game. But the point is, some people I was reading on Twitter today were going to extremes of saying Bears aren't even going to make the playoffs. This is the end of the Bears team. Like extreme stuff that got me thinking. Hmm. Hmm. How are we feeling, Jeff? How are you feeling? So, as you know, I'm a Packers fan. Um, as I stated in the beginning, um, I thought it was a great game by the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, great personally, punters. great punting. Great. That was the di- that was the difference maker. We got to think about that. The Bears had to like get out of their own, uh, you know, five yard line like two times or something like that. Um, just driving down the field like left and right. So hard to do against that defense, mm-hmm. um, and I just gotta—I just gotta say, like the Rams was just out coach um, the Bears. Matt Nagy is calling terrible, terrible offense. Um, scheme like they're doing screens left and right, and every like my favorite um, film analysis, uh, Brett Coleman. He said, if I say or if I see another goddamn screen by the Bears again, I'm actually going to lose it. Um, They're just not very entertaining to watch. You see, you know, I live in the greater Pennsylvania area. And one thing that always gets brought up is, or greater Philadelphia area, is one thing that always gets brought up is Nick Foles. And how casual fans will say Nick Foles is so good and he's doing such a great job. For, for Chicago right now. He's not. He's not very good. He's a fine quarterback. He's a leader. He can rally the guys. But other than that, I really don't see Nick Foles as nothing much more than that. I think you can agree with me. He's just he's, – he's, he's a great leader, and he's a champion. But as a player, I don't think he's overall such a great, like, quarterback. I don't even think it's him anymore. I, I personally – he'll play against some – really good defenses and I think he's going to see that maybe next week we'll see because the Saints defense is kind of garbage this year Right. Um, they're just not giving the ball to Allen Robinson you know they're doing these stupid like calls and Nick Foles actually went on the air and said that he doesn't even know sometimes or doesn't even understand why Matt Nagy is calling that play. It's crazy. Which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I actually agree with you. All right. I think that's all the games, but I have one more discussion we got to talk about. The injuries this season, man. 
Odell with the torn ACL. Landon Collins out with an Achilles injury for the rest of the season. Two former Giants done for the year. Two of my favorite players of all time done out for the year. You know how sad that makes me? It is. I hate injuries so much. Ruining the sport. I just want to get that off my chest. Also, I don't think Odell is going to get a big contract or get paid. He has to get paid, but post-Browns contract? I I thought Odell was going to look great this season. Um, he was looking great. Kevin, no, but like Kevin Stefanski is actually coaching a team that could probably win a lot more games. Like I think they um, could go to like a conference championship game, this team. I wouldn't say conference they championship. They would lose. Would you say I the Titans? The... Actually, I said the Titans last year would go to the conference championship. I was very proud of my prediction. But most people would say a team like that, that doesn't look like a contender, would can contend. So I I thought the team just doesn't scream contendership to me. Um, I think we need a few more. Baker Mayfield, just because of Baker Mayfield. I agree, Baker he's Mayfield. the biggest liability. And also, yeah. I, th- I feel like we need a few more weeks of football before I can really tell you who the contenders, the pretenders, and the shitty teams are. I can I can kind of see it in my mind. Like the Packers, the pre- shitty team, so bad. The Bears, yeah. super no. good. You know, exactly. real contender. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's yeah. a good way to end this whole thing off on a laugh. This is a great first episode of the Big Blue Podcast featuring my boy Jeff. He's going to be on every episode, but we're going to try to get some guests on here who are knowledgeable at the sport. And I think this was a fun time. Um, We'll see you guys next week, and make sure to drop a like. See you guys.